podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Across the Pond MLB Podcast, part of the Across the Pond Sports Network. Don't forget to check us out on social media and on our website, atpsports.net. Now over to your host of Across the Pond MLB Podcast, Tyler Small. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Across the Pond's MLB Sports Podcast. We have our favorite, Ellie Whittington, back with us once again to talk about this crazy week that happened in baseball. Ellie, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks. Calling me your favorite. I really appreciate that. I'm happy to be back. <laughs> you are. I mean, I've been I've been hosting this show for a short amount of time, but you are our first reoccurring guest. So that's got to mean you're special in some regard, right? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I will take that. <laughs> and if we're talking about special, you can only talk about the St. Louis Cardinals run here. They've won 11 straight now, dating back over a span where not only is it so important for them to win these games and get into the postseason picture because they have been on the outside looking in for a while and just not really I I don't think we talked about them at all last time we were on like they practically came out of nowhere and they did it in a pretty impressive fashion beating teams like the Mets the Reds the Brewers in a four-game series like these are no it's very different than like the Philly schedule for example where they're just getting all these cupcake matchups to try and stay in this run this Cardinals team has been impressive and I just want to get your initial thoughts on it. This looks now like it's becoming more solidified. It's going to be a Dodgers Cardinals wild card. I mean, did you see this coming at all? I think that's that part of the question. Did I see this coming at all? That that's so important because I'm going to bring it back to like how kind of surprising this is and how recent this is. So as of today, it's September 24th. I'm going to bring us back to just a few weeks ago, still in the month of September. Um, on the 7th, they lost to the Dodgers and this was their fourth consecutive loss. So you take it back just a few weeks. They're losing, they're losing to good teams. Their playoff odds at this time were less than 3%. No one expected, this is just a few weeks ago, that the Cardinals would even be a playoff contender. So now here we are 14 games later and against when they just beat the Brewers, which is the Brewers have been leading and have been very good this year. They beat the Brewers and their playoff odds are now 90, about 95% chance of making the playoffs. So, or the wild card game. So that's what's so crazy. And that's what I would really want to hone in on is that this is surprising. And I want to take it to big picture. So when you talk about people say, oh, baseball is such a long season. It doesn't matter till the end. Da, da, da. I I agree and I disagree. I agree that the fact that baseball is a lot of games and a lot can happen in those games, but it's so important because your record at this time, it really does matter what you did in April because those games still count towards your record. And now with it being September, they have to win. They've had to win over the last three weeks to even be in this spot, but something has lit their fire and they had, it was clinch time and they've, they're figuring it out. So there's my overview of the whole Cardinal situation. I, I know the graph you're referencing and this, that's a really great backstory of how crazy it's been the past couple of weeks. I mean, it is unreal to see their shot to the top, essentially. Now they're basically a lock, which is crazy because there still is a good amount of games to be played. I mean, I hate to always bring it back to the Yankees, but they had that 13 game winning streak that pretty much sling, slingshot them to the top. 
and then they <laughs> didn't do anything afterwards and now they find themselves where they are so it's been it's been interesting because it hasn't been from likely sources for this Cardinals team I mean it's a very forgettable couple of performances from this roster I mean Tyler O'Neill I was looking through the numbers now and he's had a very solid season and I thought it was an impressive for a youngster sort of year but I mean a 279 349 553 slugging but pairing that with the defensive metrics he has the sixth highest war in the entire national league this is no longer a nice sophomore season for him he is practically putting the team on his back alongside I mean they have one of the best corner infields with Goldie Marinato in baseball Paul DeYoung's been doing it at short for a while but he's been Tyler O'Neill has been so interesting because he's the youngster but how about Adam Wainwright the 40 year old who in his last nine starts has a 1.6 ERA I mean he just losing Jack Flaherty I thought would have been that final blow a couple months ago like you said to this team's potential to even stay in it and then of course they go back to the man that's given them so many October memories and He's just been able to do it. I mean, do you think that now with this team being so hot, they could legitimately be a World Series contender or at least a contender to go deep into the playoffs? Yes, to your point. Do I think that they – I think the Cardinals are in some way always a contender. They're always kind of this mm. sneaky this sneaky team that kind of comes in. Um, to your point that they have veterans and they also have these young guys. And, and for me, I think that that's really key to having a good team because you have these guys that are young and they're on fire and, and they want to win so badly, especially if they haven't experienced this before. And then when you have veterans that really know kind of the pressure that comes from the playoffs, know what a wild card game looks like and can kind of carry that team. I think you need this balance both to really be successful in the postseason. So to your point, I think the Cardinals are good right now but going back to your point about the Yankees is if you were looking at that team that was winning 13 games in a row it was kind of projected they're going to keep going on this this hot spree and that just didn't happen Mm -hmm. so could this end so quickly for the Cardinals as well yes with it being so close to the postseason I hope not for them but I still don't think that this is actually a can an indicator excuse me of what could really happen yeah no I think that's a great point I've if you really are right where it's just this Cardinals team always seems to, I think that's kind of a cliche where they play their best when, as soon as fall starts, you know, like there are teams that actually do that. And this Cardinals team now for a decade running, that just shows how well run of an organization they are, that they're another team that not necessarily things went wrong for them. Like the Braves, for example, or the Rays that had so many injuries that kind of changed their outlook, but they just more so had, underperformances kind of all around paired with some injuries so they were just thankful for this NL wild card kind of being as gettable as it's been nobody's really taken that next step I think we finally after weeks of recording this podcast and just oh it's a new grouping pretty much every day or a new spot for that second wild card spot every single day looks like we finally have a solidified Cardinals team in that second spot so right oh go ahead oh I was just going to say I I think I reiterated before my thoughts on the wild card game and how I don't think that the wild card game should be one single game that I think that it should be a series and for this reason in itself is that you take this team that they play one game and they have a good day or they have a bad day and that kind of solidifies what happens in the playoffs they either make it or they don't and so 
to say that the Cardinals could win the wild card game is it's so hard to tell. I would never bank on any team winning the wild card game just because it is a single game and it takes one pitch, takes one run to change the whole trajectory of the game. I 1000% agree. I mean, we talked about that last week, but it's crazy now where two of these teams, I mean, the Dodgers, one of the best teams on paper, they're going to have to play in it. And the Cardinals now the hottest team in baseball. So two of the top teams that you really could expect in a wild card or excuse me, a world series position may only get that one game. That's not even a true postseason run. I mean, it's, I always just think back to 2019 when it's one outfield error from the right field or Grisham away from the world series champion, not even making it to the division round. It's, if you're into that, I mean, I'm sure it makes plenty of money, but I don't think that's truly how baseball is, as you said. Yes, and I think that the whole postseason is going to be so interesting this year. I don't think I've ever seen such an exciting run, especially this late in the season, where mm-hmm. even it's it's such a back and forth. And I mean, to make the wild card game, I want to take that back and say to make the wild card game is such a big deal, and it is an honor when, especially this year, when you have so many teams that are neck and neck to try to keep those spots. So I don't want to take that away. And it, and if someone wins the wild card game, I don't think that that's an indicator that they're not going to do well to the playoffs or that they're lucky in that sense. But I just, I don't necessarily like that structure. I agree. I agree. And it's going to be interesting, but that is a good point. I mean, this last stretch for the regular season is one of the better ones we've seen in a while because it has this, I mean, if you go back a couple of weeks ago, it was the Cincinnati Reds and their prolific run as the Padres began to fell and they both kind of fall behind to the Cardinals that are sweeping up. But the Phillies, for example, have Bryce Harper making one of the best second halves in modern era history. So like this, there's been a lot of cool storylines to follow. And then when we go out to the AL in a little bit, there are three teams battling for it that play each other a lot throughout the next week and a half or so, but it is going to be interesting. But the one thing I want to correct myself on is that I just keep kind of throwing the Dodgers into that top spot. That very well could be the Giants, as we've talked about. As of today, September 24th, one game separates them. Giants are one game shy of 100 wins, and they still are not even close to locking up the division. Same question as last week. I mean, has anything changed in your mind of who's going to take that division? I Personally, not for me. I, I still just more wanting to take this back on as a spectator and just watch what happens because – it seems as unexpected as can be to end the series. What do you think is going to happen out there in the NL West? I'm kind of going to throw this back at you because as you were talking earlier, I was kind of surprised that you kept just naturally saying that the Dodgers, and as I've mentioned, I think that the Dodgers have a stacked team and they're good, but I think to, to discount the Giants, which I did early on in this season, I would have discounted the Giants. And I hate to say that considering what they've done now, but to throw that back to you, why do you think that you naturally can't continue to say the Dodgers? I think, for one, it's my simplistic brain that just can't begin to comprehend. I've had to put them in that second spot this entire season. I don't think that there could be a switch for that reason. But just overall, I think the Giants just continue to – they are just the most consistent team at winning two out of three in every series. They just, top to bottom, will always find a way to win games. They are the best numbers in holding a lead and they're the best numbers in coming back from a deficit. So that just shows how well coached of a team they are, but you're right. I mean, I personally like can't, if you had to ask me, I'd probably rather bank on a coin flip as opposed to actually picking, which I think is the better team because there's one on paper and there's one that's actually been with the results, but both at this point, they've both gotten 
themselves to what over 98 wins already. So I think it will remain the same just because to go pole to pole, like the giants seems that they'll be able to finish it out, but who knows it baseball is as unexpected as games you can imagine. Either of these teams could go on a 10 game losing streak for all we know. Mm-hmm. I have another question considering that I've heard a lot of talk about the Dodgers winning the world series last year. Of course, this being a 60 game year and right. some people considering that that wasn't a real, real world series. And they've, maybe that we should not consider that. How much do you think the Dodgers want to prove that, hey, we did earn that and we're going to repeat showing you that we could earn both years? I think it's massive. I think of all sports overall, I'll kind of like wider picture for this answer. Baseball kind of gets the worst rep for the 60 game season, just on how legitimate that World Series is. I mean, it's because the Dodgers have had to break a little bit of a stretch without a World Series on their own, obviously. But a 60-game season is completely different than the game of baseball, as we regularly know. I mean, I remember back at that midpoint of May or whenever we got to the 60-game total last year, think about it. Uh, There's – I hate to bring him up, but Trevor Bauer made a good video on it where he talked about how it would have been Kevin Gaussman and Garrett Cole for the – American League and National League Cy Youngs, for example, that they were having the best part to that season, but that was only 10 starts into their seasons. And both of them have still had good careers, but they're both kind of not in that picture anymore. And the playoff picture would have been completely separate. It was teams playing within their own division only. So that's kind of completely away from what we've seen in baseball of recent. So I think it's as illegitimate of a title as there could be in sports. So I think that this Dodgers team, if they want to show who they actually are and that they actually can get past those postseason demons that they've faced in the past couple of years and win one in a true 162-game series, I think I think it's as important as anyone in the four major sports in America. I agree. I think that every Dodgers fan is going to tell you that it's legitimate. And, and yeah. if it had been anyone else's team, they would also said that it was legitimate. If the Rays had have won, I think that they would have owned that as their first you know, World Series, that's correct, right? And so that, like, I think that it depends on the team, but I think that the Dodgers kind of have this this role to prove this year because they wanted to be, um, to show that they could, quote, unquote, repeat. And if they don't want to, if you don't want to consider that a repeat to actually say they want a full-fledged season. So I think that they have a little bit more to play for. Um, But at the same time, I think that the Giants, have proven themselves this year and that they are very good. And I think it's been a few years. We talked about the Giants dynasty last week, and I think it's been a few years and they kind of want this spot too. Yeah. And I think kind of in that same breath, they had that dynasty over the past decade, obviously, but at the same time, you kind of think about it. And this is a team that could very well make a push for one of the best sports or sports franchises in all of the history of baseball. You know, they go right toe-to-toe with the Brooklyn Dodgers and their whole illustrious dynasty and, well, the New York Yankees for 27. But this San Francisco Giants team has a depth of history, and them adding to it with another title kind of keeps putting them into the forefront of one of the best franchises in the history of this game. So there's a lot more at stake, I think, personally. But just going back to this year as a picture, that – as a team that was projected for what, 78 wins in the offseason, they already have 98. They've gotten 20 more than that. It's just been unbelievable what they've done so far. So I don't see it stopping anytime soon. Anytime soon. 
And it's so funny. I made a video kind of like as a joke at the beginning of the season that teams that used to be good in recent years that had been won the World Series and that weren't going to be good this year. And the teams that I included were the Chicago Cubs, the San Francisco Giants, and the Boston Red Sox. And I, it's kind of, <laughs> I don't want to say it's embarrassing, but I really, I really believed the Giants weren't going to be good. And I also really believe that the Red Sox weren't. Now the Chicago Cubs, maybe I, that proved me correct. Um, especially since they traded a lot of guys out, but I did not expect, I know we we're going to talk about the AL East, but I did not expect the Red Sox to be as good as they have been. And, and I also did not expect the Giants at all to be this good. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you're alone in that as well. So we all had to come out and raise our right hand and say that we were wrong, but it all comes push to shove when the postseason comes about. And I think we'll guaranteed we'll be seeing both of these teams, but they're going to be right in the thick of it for that division series, depending on who gets that wild card game. Cause I think regardless, it's crazy to predict a what a wild card winner, because as you said, Max Scherzer could go out there or Kevin Gossman could go out there they have a blister on their hand in the first inning and their season's over, you know, so we'll, we'll see, but just for the sake of baseball, I hope either of those teams, both of those teams make it through. You've been listening to across the pond MLB podcast, please follow rate and review our podcast and check out atpsports.net to see the guests we have coming up and keep checking back to listen to our latest episodes. But as we look now, kind of just more around, some of the more solidified teams. So I'm wearing my White Sox hat now because they were the first mm -hmm. team to clinch their division. I don't think there was really any doubt. And I don't think anything over the past feels like month or so was really of any importance for this franchise. They're more just getting their team lined up and ready for the postseason, make sure their starters are in line, everyone's healthy. It's going to be interesting what they do for the next week and a half because now they officially don't have to care about any of these games. You kind of say the same thing about the Brewers. And the Astros, those are three of the teams that really don't have anything to worry about. And we kind of touched on this a little bit, but I'd love to get more of your thought process on this. How detrimental do you think that could be? Is it a good, is it good to just straight up say, we don't care about these results. Let's just get our reps in, let's get our at-bats, let's keep everyone healthy and get to the postseason. Or is it almost better to like this Cardinals team, you're playing for your life every game. You go on a hot winning streak, you play your best baseball of the season right before you get into the postseason, but you may be a little exhausted. Mm -hmm. Going back to the Cardinals beating the Brewers. And like you said, that they were so far ahead that it's like, does it matter at this point? But I, I kind of, I'm, I'm a big analogy person. And I kind of take it as a train. If, if this train is moving and it's going really steady, you know, why stop it? Because to restart it, it's going to take a lot of energy. It's going to take a lot of power. So once this train stops to get that back going and gear is going to take a lot, but if your train is already moving and it's going hot, why not keep it going? And so that's kind of how I feel about the White Sox, the Brewers and the Astros is the, yes, you still have something to play for. I don't know any professional athlete that says that they don't want to win. And so yes, stay healthy, but at the same time, I don't think that any team is purposely losing or they shouldn't be. And so with that being said, it's important to keep your guys warm and, and hot and to keep them, you know, okay, so what if it is batting practice when you're playing these games? If you really think that that's the case, you still are playing to win, in my opinion. And so I think that going forward that they need to keep going because you don't want to get to the postseason and say, oh, we figured this out early on in the season. Because if you haven't been full out playing or you've been resting your guys to keep them from not getting injured, 
it's a risk to take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. It's the old, that's a really good analogy. I like personally the same kind of sentiment that this is more seen in like contact sports, but you have a, almost a higher chance of getting injured or throwing yourself off if you're not giving your 100%. You know, like if you are kind of dogging it, going around the bases, that's as easy as it could be to step in the base wrong and get yourself out for a couple of weeks or something silly like that. So I think that baseball is a little different in that sense. I think like to go off to another sport, once again, I mean, in the NFL, we see that plenty of times when teams clinch in week 17, they don't play half of their starters. And then two weeks go by and they're rusty once again, you know, got to get the cobwebs off. But in baseball, I mean, it really, it's a day in day out grind. And whether you're facing a triple a arm or you know, a Cy Young contender, you're still getting those reps. You're still seeing the ball come in and vice versa if you're the one on the mound. So I think that baseball is a little bit different in that sense. It could necessarily be a rude awakening for White Sox in game one of the ALDS if they come out a little flat or either of those other teams that I mentioned. But obviously, if you were to pick anything as a manager, you would much rather be where those three teams are, just being able to not have to sweat losses, but still trying to pick up wins and get to that 100-win margin perhaps. Yes, to your point about injuries, I think that's the whole reason that players rehab in the minors, being someone that works mm-hmm. in AAA baseball. It's always fun to see these major leaguers come to rehab. We had Wander Franco this week at, um, in Durham, and that's and that's great for our fans to see, but take that away. It, there's a reason that they come in rehab because they need to get warmed back up before they're playing at that level again. And so I think that that just shows that you don't take someone and let them rest, per se, if you're on the Brewers or the Astros, and then just automatically throw them back in to you know, first round of the playoffs. So that's just an example. I, my life, I don't actually know what rehab looks like and what actually is healthiest for the players, but from a physical activity standpoint and just from the game, I agree 100%. Uh, don't slow down. Don't slow down is 100% right. And I think three teams now will go to the AL East. Obviously, we don't have to talk about your race, but we will for a different subject in just a moment. But They're another team that really doesn't have to sweat anything. They got a six-game cushion, but coming in right behind this AL wild card, the Mariners and Athletics both put in a push. It looks like they're kind of on the outside looking in because now whether this is a fair or unfair analysis just from most baseball fans outside of myself, it's basically second, third, and fourth place in the AL East. These three teams are pushing for it. Right now it's Red Sox, Yankees, Blue Jays, which last week I thought Blue Jays were going to be the ones basically guaranteed to have that top wild card spot. We'll see what happens in this next push because it's going to be the Yankees and Red Sox beating up against each other this weekend. A huge series now. We're starting off tonight with Nathan Avaldi versus Garrett Cole. It's about as cool as it gets. And this Red Sox team is hot. They've gotten into wearing their yellow uniforms, which I'd love to get your opinion on really quick. Um, they think that there's a lot more wins in those yellow uniforms than anyone else, the ones to kind of, pay tribute to the Boston marathon and the victims of that. But if you haven't seen them, look them up because they're really great. And the team's record in them is incredible. I believe it's eight and two and they are just pretty much making them their normal home uniforms. And they've been approved to wear them in the postseason. So we've seen little crazy aspects of the game and superstitions come about, but how do you feel about this yellow uniform hypothesis? 
<laughs> to your point, I think that baseball is a very superstitious sport. Mm -hmm. And if anything works, they're going to stick with it. They probably won't wash their yellow uniform until, <laughs> um, I guess, what is the World Series in early November if they make it that far. Um, so to me, I'm, I think it's cool. Um, I think that it's deep that they're paying tribute, obviously, to the Boston Marathon. Um, and if it's working for them, then continue to let them wear them if that's fine. I'm not a big, uh, some, I think guys love like the uniform thing and the colors and as someone that's very into fashion, <laughs> I'm actually not into uh, the uniform uh, for it's a cool concept. I, I think it's kind of weird that it's so far away from the Red Sox brand from a branding perspective, especially when you have a team that has such a national or excuse me, international brand. I know talking to people across the pond as well. And so I think <laughs> that the Red Sox are something that you can you can definitely see and recognize so I think if you see someone get wearing a yellow jersey are you going to think that that's a Red Sox jersey no um but at the same time yeah if it's working for them and they're happy doing it and they're winning then that's that's wonderful um I think this AL wild card we can talk more about that um I don't know what questions that you have about that but it, it's so crazy right now considering that as of last I think the Yankees are one game ahead of the Blue Jays mm -hmm. and it it's it's crazy crazy to say the least yeah i can't believe you're not into uniforms that's all that's like the only fashion aspect i do know so <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be have a little bit of a discrepancy there maybe you could start teaching me how to dress myself so i'd appreciate that but yeah i think they they're gonna ride that train as long as they can and it's been working so far because on top of that great record that they have with the yellow uniforms they're five and oh in their last five and both will see that strength of schedule of recency bias kind of come into fruition because they picked up a two-game sweep against the Mets, which is not necessarily a cakewalk, even though the Mets have kind of completely fallen out of conversation topics. But they mm -hmm. swept the Orioles before it. When the Yankees come into this on a three-game winning streak, but they swept the Texas Rangers. Now, I'm a little biased in the wrong way because I watched pretty much every pitch of the Yankees series, obviously. I was tuning in and out of the Red Sox series, but series, I should say. But the Yankees got the sweep, obviously, but it was not a very comforting feeling because a big reason for the win was the current state of this Texas Rangers team and not so much how great the Yankees were playing. I was glad the offense woke up at least a little bit because that's been their main problem this season. But the Red Sox just seem to have a much more commanding couple of victories out there. So they're the definitely the hotter team coming into it numbers-wise and just confidence wise but again as i said i'm biased because i paid more attention to one the, than the other so coming from a neutral stance how do you feel about these two teams matching up who do you think will come out on top well first of all i want to thank the minnesota twins if they've done anything this season i want to thank them for beating the blue jays <laughs> because <laughs> that is a big deal considering what they you know they're not playing for a playoff spot and yeah. for them to win that, that was spoiler yes <laughs> yes um and the Yankees and the Red Sox, I was actually at the Yankees Rangers game on Monday, which was cool mm. to be back in Yankee stadium. And um, it was weird on a Monday, there aren't many fans, um, but the fans that were there were true Yankees fans. Like, it, and that was really cool to see them just getting so excited and very passionate. And so you're right, they did beat the Rangers, which is, it's still an accomplishment. You still need to win. I think that diminishing any team because of what their current state is, 
it's still so easy to lose. And at this time they have, they don't have the option to lose. So they needed to win. And I want to commend them obviously for doing that with the Red Sox of the Orioles. Um, I think that's a different matchup. And if the Red Sox would have lost, then there would have been something to be said there. But at the same time, they didn't. I think that this weekend, obviously there is the rivalry between the Red Sox and the Yankees take out the wild card push. Um, so I think that that's always exciting. And I think it'll be interesting. I think that this will be a huge, whatever, whoever kind of takes this will continue that momentum and will be really important. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you bring up a good point, obviously. They have the rivalry on their own. We know about this. Every game seems to have higher stakes. But this is really the first time since, I would say, 2004, where the two teams were – that was a little bit different because they were fighting for the – they were more of a Dodgers-Giants right now where they were fighting for the top of their division. Wild card a little bit different since the races had to be selfish and win 94 games. But uh, you really haven't seen a late September series where these teams, both of them in playoff contention, kind of pushing for it. And I think it's going to be – very must watch because that is one of the most notable from this division, obviously. But what we could also talk about, and you wanted to talk about the Blue Jays now, we should get into that topic because I think it's a good segue. Rays and Blue Jays may have, I don't know if there's necessarily a rivalry there yet, but they might have added a page to that book considering what happened the, the other day. Um, talking about Kevin Kiermeyer and him getting intentionally hit by a pitch after he stole the signs from the catcher. I believe it was Alejandro Kirk, and uh, regardless, a play at the plate, slide into it, loses the card that he has for the signs and all the secrets that are being kept by the Blue Jays and kind of puts it in his pocket, gives it to the coaching staff, considered it fair game. What are, what are your initial thoughts from that and what you saw from that whole saga a couple of days ago? Yeah, to end the saga, he and that that was a bench clearing moment. Mm -hmm. um, I've been watching this this pitch a lot and kind of reading things. And um, I think that at first I was like, it's so easy to throw a wild pitch. And do you ever know if it was actually intentional or not? And um, him saying that it wasn't intentional, but then watching the video back, he hits him square in the back. Yeah. <laughs> if that's a miss, that's a far miss, right? But um, I think that, was your question if I think that this is fair game or what do I think about this Just saga? Any of your thoughts? I mean, do you think that what Kevin Kier Kiermeyer did is justified? Do you think that throwing at him is justified? What are your thoughts on the whole thing? In a sense, I think it's, I, I don't know. I really don't have a strong opinion and I usually do about everything. <laughs> but I don't have a strong opinion. It's interesting. Um, but, but kind of, I think, the thing that I think is interesting about this is it, it's so clear. Hey, I have this sheet. Here's what I have. Here's what I know. I kind of, I, I think that that's a little bit more fair than in some ways what we found as considered cheating in the past few years with light flashing, beating on trash cans, all of this right, stuff. Right. So I think that, yeah, I, what you consider as cheating and what you consider as fair game is a personal opinion, I believe, but that where everyone is trying to get one notch ahead, right? And so this is just another way to do it. I 100% I agree. I think that I kind of was okay with all parties involved in this. I think that Kevin Kiermaier, that's just gamesmanship. I think that if you – now those little note cards, just slowly game by game it seems, are more and more important. It's like 
it's all the team secrets obviously and baseball players are such a paranoid bunch i mean even before this whole astro saga there's always been the sign stealing sagas that have been with a runner on second base or third base first base coaches getting a job in baseball because they were able to read the muscles on a catcher's hands right to be able to tell what signs going down it's been since the game the stick and ball game was freaking invented this has been a part of the game and i think that it's fair game you should always be wanting to get a leg up every it's exactly what we were saying before about teams kind of dogging it through the end of the season players are always playing to win and that's exactly what kevin kiermeyer did they really they could care less about this blue jay series they're not going to catch them in the standings even if they do get swept and they would have to lose out essentially but still kevin kiermeyer taking a heads up play, especially because there p- could very well potentially see them in the ALDS. If they become one of the teams in the wild card, they went out there. A, now there's going to be a little bit of tension there, of course, but if that's some secret you could have picked up on and nobody saw it for the next stretch, I'm sure that might've entered his mind too. So I think both sides were justified because obviously if somebody does take your secrets and that kind of happens, you're not happy about it. You're going to throw at him just to kind of send a message like, Hey, don't do that. But at the same time, if you're going to blame anyone, blame the Blue Jays. I mean, if you are that scared of losing your secrets and having your signs go be out in the ether, then get a better protector on your wrist guard, I guess. I mean, obviously that was just, I've never really seen that happen before, so you can't blame them too much, but you're the one that dropped it. It's not like he went over there and like stole it out of a player's pocket or something. Like we saw that video Miguel Cabrera do kind of jokingly, but like if he went out of his way and like, actually stole it from them that's one thing but play at the plate you just notice it right then and there pick it up I think that's all fair game of course and I think it just keeps the game interesting and and I love stuff that happens that's new and exciting it keeps fans engaged and yeah these little sagas help the game of baseball in my opinion and it's so cool because baseball is the only sport that does that I mean you could see that in football as well but because the there's no other sport where really every single player on the field has a game plan. Despite there really being no plays, you can make the argument for, I guess, bunt defense or something, but very minuscule stuff for even in football, only really the coordinators on the sidelines have information that maybe the quarterback, but just this, that's one of the cool niches of baseball is there's a million of them. And I think that, I think it's a really cool story because that, that's something right there. If you want to talk about the growth of baseball, that's exactly what it is. Oh, what was on, what could have been on that card? Like, why was that? How come he got thrown out? Oh, they're fighting because he had an index card. Like that just, you're just naturally interested in that. So I think it's, I think it's good for baseball. Absolutely. Well, we have a lot of, a lot of exciting things to go forth. And I love, I love fall. And I jokingly say I love fall because of the crossover between um, MLB playoffs and the start of football season. And so this is just such an, it's such an exciting time for baseball. And I hope that everyone listening is just as excited as we are. And please reach out if you ever have a point or you like a point I made, or you want to discuss a point. I love chatting about baseball anytime. So again, my name's Ellie. Thanks for having me, Tyler. Of course. Yeah. Ellie. Love to see you back on again. Same goes for me and anything you want to see on this podcast. I just kind of looking at the schedule for the future. Most teams play until October 3rd, already the 24th. It's crazy. We're almost here. So I think we'll get one, maybe two more episodes in for this regular season to kind of talk about the playoff picture as it comes about. Maybe that last episode, everything should be relatively figured out. So we'll preview the playoffs and then 
it comes about. We get into October baseball, something that we've been looking forward to all year. And I'm sure we'll definitely be contacting you, Allie, to figure out more about that. But I really want to thank you for sitting down and taking the time with us today. Thanks, Tyler. And that'll do it for this week's episode. Make sure to follow us on social media at Across the Pond Sports. And for Tyler Small, Ellie, and the rest of us here, we want to thank you and hope to see you next week. Sports Social Podcast Network.